Are you ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again? It's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. So I have a confession that I am scared to share, and that's why I have to share it with you. I've suffered from depression and anxiety on and off my whole life. And maybe you can relate. Maybe you too have suffered from depression or your daughter is suffering depression or your husband or your best friend or all of the above. Because what we're going to talk about today is that it has become an epidemic. And it's an epidemic that I am not willing to sit by and allow without doing something. Without doing something radical because we deserve better. After my first miscarriage, I said to my mom, I think I've had anxiety since starting this business. You know, this wonderful business of teaching you all happiness, of coaching women to realize their dreams and go for it. This wonderful business of taking women on retreats all over the world to discover their purpose and to live the bold, beautiful lives they're meant to. This wonderful business where I speak to companies like Victoria's Secret and Avon. I mean, wonderful business. So I said to her, I think I've had anxiety since starting this business. And she said to me, Karen, you've had anxiety since you were three. Now, my mom is a mathematician, so she is not one to exaggerate. And as I was listening to her, I realized that this pain and this suffering that I had felt my whole life was a real thing. Because what three-year-old has anxiety? Like, what did I have to be anxious over? What I now know is that it is a very normal part of our lives. What I now know is how many of us suffer from this feeling. Now, we can talk about a million reasons why a three-year-old would have anxiety. I believe in past lives. I believe in souls. So I believe that my soul came in with a very big mission that was very out of the box and did not know how to fit into this world. We could also talk about that I was the youngest of three, so maybe I had anxiety about being perfect, about being like my siblings. Who knows? The thing is that about one in eight women can expect to develop clinical depression in her lifetime. One in eight women. That's according to the National Institute of Mental Health. And according to CDC, the Center for Disease Control, one out of 10 women in the United States experiences symptoms of depression. So one out of eight can expect clinical depression and one in 10 will experience symptoms. Now that is too many, right? We know that women experience depression at roughly twice the rate of men. And in fact, girls 14 to 18 have consistently higher rates of depression than boys in their age group. This is madness. What is going on that girls and women are experiencing so much more depression? And why are we accepting it as normal? It, in fact, this is a crazy, crazy thing. According to the National Mental Health Association, more than one half of women believe that it's normal for women to be depressed. 
normal for women to be depressed. More than half of women believe that it's a normal part of aging. It's a normal part of menopause. More than half of women believe that it's normal to feel depressed after giving birth. Now, here's the thing. So many, it is a very real thing to feel depressed in menopause. It's a very real thing to feel depressed in postpartum after you've given birth. It's a very real thing to feel depressed at any age of life. But ladies and any men who are listening to this, are we going to put up with these crazy numbers? Are we going to accept this as normal? Just because it's become quote unquote typical, right? That so many women, so many girls are experiencing depression and anxiety does not mean that we have to say that it's normal. Now listen, normal is relative. And I guess the norm now is to suffer anxiety and depression in some way. But it certainly isn't any way to live. And there is no way, no way that we were put on this earth to live a life of depression. Why would you have been put on this earth? Why would your soul have come here at this time if you were just supposed to go through the motions? If you were supposed to spend your days and nights laying in bed wondering if it would ever get better? Why would you have been granted this amazing gift of a beautiful life? If that was the fate that was determined for you, there is only one answer to that, and that is that that is not your fate. That is not your sister's fate. That is not your daughter's fate. That is not your mother's fate. It is simply what we have accepted as normal. It is true that women suffer depression twice as much as men. And a research study from the University of Pennsylvania shows that women today are less happy than women were 30 years ago. I mean, here we are, women, our ancestors, our grandmothers, our mothers, our aunts, our teachers, our sisters, have fought for us to have equal rights, have fought for us to have the same opportunities in the boardroom, have fought for us to be able to make our choices about whether we stay home, we work at home, we work out of the home. We have had amazing women pave the way for us so that we have more choice. And we do, we have more choice. We have more autonomy, we have more wealth, we have more job titles, and we have more depression. And it's not working. And I, for one, am not willing to sit by and allow this to happen anymore. The inequality of depression must end. The inequality of depression must end. Now, and I don't want more men to get depressed. I want women to say no more. And there are lots of reasons why women are depressed. In fact, there are eight or 10, depending on on how you look at it, reasons, clinical reasons, why women are stated as more depressed than men. One of them is hormonal. The thing is, we think that our hormones change every 28 days with our period, and that is actually not true. Our hormones actually change every two and a half days. We actually work right in line with the moon cycle. In fact, we are supposed to get our periods, we're supposed to get our menstruation with the moon every 28 days. But with the advent of, you know, lighting in our houses and electricity, we're totally off from the moon cycle that it was supposed to be. 
So of course we've gone wacky. We're not in the natural cycle of what we're supposed to be doing. That regardless, our hormones are changing every two and a half days. A woman's body is basically entirely different every couple of days. And so yes, our hormones change. And yes, that makes our moods change. And it's one of the things I think is the best, most brilliant, beautiful thing about women. We are so varied. We have so many sides of us. My mentor, Regina Tomashauer, calls it playing all 88 keys, right? On a piano, there are 88 keys, and you are entitled to play them all. As I've talked about on this podcast, you are entitled to have feelings of sadness and grief and anger, just like you are entitled to feelings of happiness and joy and ecstatic ecstasy. That's full living. And so, yeah, our moods change with our hormones. The problem is that we are trying to fight it, that we think that there's something wrong with us because of it, that we're trying to button up our navy blue pinstripe suits and pretend that it's not going on. That's what is actually leading to the depression, not the hormones themselves. Because with the hormones, if we can adopt self-care, if we can adopt giving ourselves an extra massage during that time, baths during that time, letting friends hold us and play with our hair during that time, if we can allow ourselves this natural cycle, we can wrap ourselves in blankets and let ourselves have a few crappy days and acknowledge, yeah, my mood changes. We are no longer resisting what is natural. The resistance is what leads to the depression and the anxiety. But hormones are only one part of the picture. Other reasons why women are more depressed than men, one is what's called role confusion. Yeah, we have more choice than we used to, but there still is a lot of infighting. One of my clients has been working at home. I mean, it is a job raising her three children. It is a job. Right? Because if she weren't raising her three children and taking them to everywhere that they need to be and cooking all their meals and cleaning the house and helping them with their homework every night, if she weren't doing that, they would have to pay someone to do it. And if they paid someone to do it, then that would be worth what? I don't know how much you pay a a nanny or you pay sitters or you pay tutors at this point. Is it $40,000, $60,000, a hundred? I have no idea. But that is actual value. But she said to me, I feel like some of the other moms look at me and don't really think I have a real job if they ask me, what do you do for a living? And of course, I'm like, be proud of what you do. And then another client of mine who is working full-time on Wall Street and has two beautiful children, she said that when she shows up to the play, she said, I went to the play the other day, the school play, and the women who worked at home, you know, the stay-at-home moms, they were looking at me like I didn't really belong because they all knew each other and they looked down on me. And so we have this confusion. Yeah, I have more choice, but I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. Well, my loves, that, the issue isn't which role you choose. The issue is that we're not accepting of our own decisions about the roles that we choose. We're not accepting of each other's decisions about the role we choose. We're not helping each other enough. If you're choosing to stay at home and your neighbor across the street is choosing to work out of the home, 
maybe there can be some extra carpool, you know, support and figuring out, or maybe there can be some financial exchange. I don't know, but there can be ways that we can help each other and at least just take away the stigma. It is very natural for a woman to want to work, to want to have a purpose outside of her family. And it is very natural for a woman to want to have her purpose revolve around her family. We simply need to stop saying that this is something to be anxious or ashamed or guilty or embarrassed about. Another reason why women are more depressed than men is how much we hate our bodies. Do you know that in the United States, 90% of women dislike some aspect of their bodies? You probably know that because I mentioned it on the podcast so much. It upsets me so much. And I get it. It's not your fault if you dislike your thighs or your belly. That's not your fault. You're surrounded by images all day long of what your body is quote unquote supposed to be. You've been told since you were a little girl. I had the experience of being with a woman as she was talking about her body and her butt and not even realizing that her daughter was in the next room because this is just how she talks all the time. And then she wanted to know why was her daughter suffering? Why was her daughter feeling so bad about herself? Why was her daughter starting to want to diet at such a young age? Listen, this isn't to blame you or blame her or blame me because I've probably done stuff like that too. It is to say that we don't have to put up with that madness anymore. Who said what a perfect body is? Right? We weren't supposed to have butts. I remember when I was young and my brother is six years older than me and he would tell me what a butt should look like and my my butt um, should never sit out like a shelf, you know, and not because he was being sensual or sexual or anything like that, but like as he was talking about other like girls and like telling me how to be like attractive to guys or whatever. And so I had this, I would constantly like look at my butt and constantly, right, because I wanted to make sure that it was like looked right. In our society, we thought we weren't supposed to have a butt where we should get it shaved off, we should get it liposuction, we should, right? All this craziness, metabolize, I took those pills for a little while, like all that stuff. And then Kim Kardashian comes around and she's got a beautiful round booty and it's like, oh, wait, booties are in. Okay, now women want to add some collagen to their booties. Now women want to, you know, plump it up. So there's no reason to be depressed about your belly because In other cultures, it's totally culturally defined. Go to any museum and look at the images of beauty. The images from the 13th century, 14th century, 15th century, 16th century. Women had curves. Women's bellies that were round were seen as delicious, were seen as visions of softness, of femininity. Women's hips were seen as wealthy. You could see their creamy skin and their voluptuous bodies, and it was beautiful. So if that was the image that was around us all the time, and we had curves, we would say, God, I'm rocking it. Yeah, my body's a size 12. Yeah, my body's a size 14, whatever it is. Can you see how it's all culturally created, this idea of what we're supposed to look like? Can you see how we have created and have bought into this paradigm that is making us depressed and anxious? 
but that if we simply changed our mind about what beauty is, we wouldn't have to suffer from depression anymore. We wouldn't have to suffer from loathing anymore. There are so many reasons why women are more depressed than men, and we don't have to suffer from it. Another reason why women are more depressed than men is that we are still making so much less on the dollar. People talk about how women are making 79 cents on the dollar to men, but that's honestly, that's Caucasian white women. African-American women are making less and Latina women are making less. We don't have to put up with that anymore. We can start to speak up about our strengths and about our worth. We can say no. And this is difficult. I had a situation last week where I got a call from a company about doing a motivational talk for them. And I was so excited. This is a company I would love to work with. And so I was super excited and I was all prepared. I wrote out this like eight page proposal and what I was going to talk about. It was like so awesome. I'm like, I am the bomb. And it's a huge company. And by huge, I mean Fortune 50. Okay. These people have cash. And I had sent them the proposal and then I got on the phone with them and I was prepared to go through my proposal and I had prepared to talk about negotiation, but I figured that would come at the end of the call. And the woman started the call right away and said, There's no reason for us to talk unless you can come down on your price. You have to come down to X. And I'm telling you, my friend, I was so taken aback. So taken aback. I I froze. I became like a a deer in headlights. I totally lost my voice. I felt like there was like a baseball in my throat and I had nothing to say. And so I get it why we are not speaking up for ourselves. Because the system comes in and immediately tries to take us down. But we can learn to do that differently. We can learn to have strategies in advance. We can learn to speak our strengths. We can learn that we are worthy of saying no to some opportunities. It's not an opportunity if it's paying that much less. There are a number of reasons why women are more depressed than men. And this epidemic has to stop. It can stop. I mean, one of the reasons why women are more depressed than men is that we're burnt out. We're exhausted. I mean, raise your hand if you are exhausted, if you are depleted, if it is just too much between all of the responsibilities on your plate, trying to be everything to everyone and being so tired from serving and serving and doing what everybody else wants you to do that you're just like exhausted. And it's making you more irritable. It's making you short-tempered. It's making you resentful. Right? And then you get into a cycle of self-loathing, of feeling guilty because you're like, oh, I shouldn't feel guilty because there are people who have it worse than me. I shouldn't feel guilty. I've got a healthy family. I shouldn't feel, I shouldn't feel burnt out. I should be able to do it. I should be tough. I should be strong. My mom was strong. My grandma was strong. No, we are burnt out. We have no time for ourselves. Right? And what time we do have for ourselves, we use to get a mani-pedi, which is awesome. Love my mani-pedis. Or we're using to hit the gym, which is awesome too. But it's not solving burnout. Rather, we have to learn how to restructure our whole lives. We have to learn to do this differently. 
Another reason why women are more depressed than men is that we have lost ourselves, right? In the middle of everyone else's needs, we've completely lost who we are. Do we even know, like, do you know who you are outside of Charlie's mom or outside of Jennifer's wife or outside of, you know, what they know about you at school or at work? What about our essence? What about who we are in our soul? What about the fun girl that we used to be? What about our old big dreams? Maybe you dreamed of being on Broadway. Maybe you dreamed of having a piano store one day. Maybe you dreamed about building a dollhouse. Maybe you dreamed about being a dominatrix. I don't know. The younger person in us that had wild laughter, that girl is still inside of us. And she is begging us to reconnect with our passion. She is begging us to pull back the curtain on those forgotten dreams. She is begging us to reclaim our joy. Another reason why we are more depressed than men, why we are so depressed, why this epidemic has begun and begins at such a young age is that we are trying to be perfect. I talked about this with our body, but it's not just our body. Right? We're trying to keep 14 balls in the air, have a clean home, successful career, homemade cooked meals, you know, healthy kids' lunches, chauffeur to soccer tryouts. I'm like, who even knows what you're supposed to do? One week you're told Brussels sprouts are great for you. The next week you're told Brussels sprouts are not great for you. You're supposed to feed your kids organic. You're supposed to feed them this water, this kind of milk. No, not that kind of milk. I mean, it's crazy. And then the amount of guilt that we feel because we think we're not doing it good enough. We're trying to get an A plus in every single thing and no one can get an A plus in all that. It's not working, right? The founders of the feminist movement said we could have it all, but did they mean all at the same time? And did they mean it all perfect? No. Enjoy your children. And no, you're not going to be a perfect mom. Know that, you know, there's going to be errors. Enjoy meals and, and know that you don't have to Prepare them all yourself. You could get into a sharing with your neighborhood. Enjoy your peanut butter and jelly sandwich days without guilt. The solution to that is enoughness. We must come to a place of enoughness. Another reason why women are more depressed than men is we ruminate. A beautiful aspect of women is that we are emotive. But this means that we have a tendency to focus our attention on the negative more than the positive. That's actually very human. It's called negativity bias. I've talked about it here, but we focus on the negative. We ruminate about what went wrong. We analyze our mood. We analyze what could have happened differently. We do this more than men, and it causes increased anxiety and depression. It also increases our pessimism. Right? As women, one of the things that we do is, it's a beautiful thing about us. We nurture other people, and so, we are spending so much time worrying about everyone else, worrying about our friend and if they're okay, worrying about our colleagues and if they're okay, worrying about our kids and if they're okay, worrying about our parents and if they're okay. And men in general, I'm not saying every man, but a man's brain does not work like that. They aren't constantly like their brains are not running rampant with the lists of what need to get done for everyone. And sometimes it's infuriating, right? Like you're like, wait, 
okay, we have got to schedule little Johnny's, you know, orthodontist appointment, and we have to get this rug cleaned, and we have to, you know, think about taxes that are due in six months, and maybe your partner's not thinking of any of those things. And it's so frustrating, and it's like, how are you not thinking of that, right? Sometimes I will get so frustrated with my husband because he does not even notice sometimes that, like, I don't know, our house hasn't been, you know, been cleaned in weeks. I'm like, look around, you don't notice it. Like, he makes sure things are straightened. But it's just a different mind. We evolve differently, men and women, because of the roles that our ancestors hundreds and thousands of years ago played. And that DNA is still in us. And so that rumination leads to increased depression, increased anxiety. And all of it ends up in us pretending to try to be happy because someone somewhere told us that we were not supposed to be unhappy. Someone said that it was not okay to ever feel sad. Someone said, oh, just smile, right? We're called bitches or nasty or too emotional if we have tears or if we're upset. But like I said, our emotions are actually the most beautiful thing about us. Women are full color if we allow ourselves to be, but depression doesn't allow ourselves to be. Depression has like a gray mask over us. And then we're walking zombies of our true selves. But being a woman, being a woman, being a whole woman is embracing all parts of ourselves. Yes, embracing the mother nurturer in us. And whether you ever have children or not, whether I ever have children or not, I am mother. In some ways, I am mother to my dog. I am mother to my stepson. I am mother to nature. I am mother to myself. And I am mother to hopefully you, to all of the women of the world. I have a role to play to heal the world. And every woman is compassionate sister and friend. That part of us that ruminates, right? The worrier, that's like a beautiful aspect of ourselves. But every woman is also wild woman. Every woman is sensual and sexual and has this raw, primal, natural self that you may have discarded or you may have depressed, you may have pushed away, right? Do you allow yourselves that hot, passionate, wild nature? Every woman is also like Aphrodite, the goddess of love. Every woman has it in her to be sensual to be feminine, to be soft and powerful in her softness, right? A woman who flirts with the world, she can have anything she wants. Every woman is the muse, like a little child who plays. Every woman has it in her to skip and to swing on swings and to dance. Every woman has that in her, but we often think, oh, that's childish, or I don't need play as much as I need to be serious. No, that is part of our power, is being in our playfulness. And every woman is warrior. Think about how if a woman's child is under a car, she will pick that car up. I mean, sure, right? Oh, oh, I was just talking about this whole concept that I'm sharing with you with a friend of mine who has three grown sons. And I said, you know, it's like mama bear. And she said, oh, yeah. And she tells me the story about how when one of her sons was younger, 
someone was starting to say something to him and she she dove right in and like, mama bear, you get away from my son. Right? Every woman is protector, is fierce protector, warrior. And because she's that, I know she has it in her to speak her truth about her worth and how much money she should make and what position and title she should have. Every woman, every woman is the goddess Kali, which is the goddess of fire and death. And what she does is she burns away what is no longer needed. She finds those old patterns and is fiery. That's the part of us that is allowed our rage and our anger and our grief. But if we go around just thinking, oh, I have to be nice. That's not okay for me to be angry. Listen, there is a difference of being angry at and taking it out on someone and being angry about and then taking your anger out on the pillow, just like I talked about a couple of episodes ago. Every woman has all of these sides to her and many more. Every woman is wise woman intuition, the wise woman of a woman who is 300 years old. We all have that deep soulful intuition in us. It's just that often when she speaks, that other fearful part says, oh, no, that's not a good idea, right? Your wise woman will say to you, you know, we really shouldn't go to that party tonight. I just don't have a good feeling about it. And then your brain will say, that's ridiculous. It's fine. And then on your way to the party, right, you get a speeding ticket. Or on the way to the party, you run across an accident and you're three hours late. Your intuition knew. Or maybe as the wise woman, you will be thinking about a friend. You'll say, oh, I wonder how Carly is. And five minutes later, Carly will email you. That's the wise woman. And that intuition lives in all of us. I know so many women who have incredible stories of their intuition saving other people's lives because they made the phone call. And what we have to do with all of these parts of ourselves is learn to honor our whole selves. Honor our whole selves instead of pushing down or rejecting any aspect of us. We actually have to learn to be the whole woman that we are. The way that we do that is first and foremost, we decide that it is worth it. We decide that we are worthy of learning the science of women's happiness. We decide that depression, this inequality in depression for women must end. We decide that we deserve better. Hashtag, we deserve better. In fact, wouldn't that be amazing if we each shared our depression story with hashtag, we deserve better? In fact, at the end of our depression story, we said how we are no longer going to put up with it and that we are going to go out and we are going to flip it around and be our whole selves and no longer depress any part of it, no longer allow other people to speak our voice for us, no longer let perfectionism or what others tell us about our bodies get in the way, right? Hashtag, we deserve better with hashtag purpose girl, of course. And the way that we do that is that we make this decision no more and then we commit to learning the science of women's happiness, the science of women's happiness for ourselves, for our daughters, for our nieces, for our mothers, for generations to come. We learn it and then we teach it, right? There are tools for all of these major causes of women's unhappiness. There are tools to keep us resilient to life's challenges. There are tools 
to identify our joy and live our strengths and follow our purpose. There are tools for self-love. There are tools to be the whole, happy, fulfilled, bold, badass, beautiful woman that we were born to be. We learn those tools and then we teach them. That's what I'm doing. Me teaching this, it's, it's living out my own narrative, right? Part of what makes us miserable is that it's the way you tell your story. But if you tell your story that you've had all these challenges, oh, and then life sucked, and then I was depressed, and I, no, that is going to make you more depressed. If you live out your life narrative of the challenges that you've had, the depression that you've suffered, the difficulty, and then you decided to do something about it, that is how you change the trajectory for yourself and for generations to come. I teach that which I have to learn. And I do these tools every single day. I hope you know that I'm doing them right with you. And I'm learning every day. I am learning every day and I want you to join me. In fact, I have become so passionate about eradicating women's depression, about ending the inequality in women's depression that I want you to join me in it. I want this to be a movement and I want us to do it together. I am looking for women right now who want to help me end this, who want to do this together, who want to start a movement, who want to be those first followers in this movement. You know, a select group of women who want to learn the science of women's happiness so you can embody it and then you can teach it. And that might mean that you're a mom, that you're a friend, you're a sister, you're a leader, you're a coach, you're a doctor, a dentist, a mail carrier. It actually doesn't matter. Or maybe you're somebody who might at some point want to become a woman's empowerment mentor, a women's happiness mentor, and so you want to learn this science. And what I'm looking to do is to gather a group of us to talk about these issues. I want to learn from you. What do you see as the reasons why women are more depressed than men? I want to learn from you. What issues do you see your friends facing? I want to learn from you. What tools do you want to learn? What challenges do you want the answers to? I want us to work together on that so that then we can learn the science you can learn the science of women's happiness. No one's talking about that. My whole field is the science of happiness, positive psychology, and there is you know, a lot of people doing women's work. But I'm declaring right here, right now on this podcast, on the Purpose Girl podcast, drum roll please, the science of women's happiness. And I am so ready to work on it with you. I am so ready to learn it, to teach it, to teach it to you so that you can teach it to others. And that's how we're going to make big change. Big change. You can hear I'm so excited about it. So if this appeals to you, email me. Tell me I'm in. I want to be part of that advisory group. I want to talk about these issues with you, Karen. You can email me. Go on my website, purposegirl.com. And there's a contact button. Or you could email me, C-A-R-I-N, at C-A-R-I-N rockind.com or in the show notes my email is there email me and your email just has to say I'm in and you can tell me your story if you want and you can even add the hashtag we deserve better some of the women who have been emailing me about this since I talked about it on my newsletter have been telling me I'm, I'm in for my daughter who at 16 began getting depression. I'm in for the generations of women, my mother, my grandmother who suffered from this. I'm in. And if you 
don't want to participate in an advisory group, that's okay too. You're in anyway by listening to the podcast, by hearing the tools, by hearing what it is that we need to do, and by changing your own life one podcast at a time. You can be in by simply sending this podcast to a few friends. That's how we're going to change the world. I'm thinking the Me Too movement, but for women's happiness, because we deserve it. Women, you know, if we all got together and we hashtag decided, I'm loving this. I didn't even think about it before I started talking to you. If we decided hashtag we deserve better, do you understand how we could change this world? Because women are still the major influencers. Now, bear with me for a moment. It might not seem like it if you look at the world leaders and how most of them are men. It might not look at like it if you looked at the leaders of the universities and colleges, most of whom are men. It might not look like it if you only look at the CEOs and government leaders, most of whom are men. But women, women are still the heads of household. Women still do the majority of childcare. So who has the major influence on kids? Women. Women are still the major consumers. We buy the most stuff, whether it's groceries or it's holiday gifts. So who is the major influencer? Women. Women are still doing the majority of household care, household work. So who's running the household? Women. Now, some of that inequality is part of what's making us depressed and miserable. But the point is, ladies, as long as we're in charge, let's act like we're in charge. Let's band together and actually say, uh, we deserve better, no more. And so the way we do that is we share this information with our friends. You send this podcast, please, to your friends. Get them on board. Enroll them. Let's do this thing. Is you email me and you say, Karen, I'm in. Let's talk about this. You make the decision that you are worthy of it, that you are deserving. And that's how we're going to do this. One woman, one girl, even one boy, because boys need to learn too. We're going to learn the science of women's happiness, and then we're going to teach it. And so I cannot wait to hear from you. I cannot wait to work with you. I cannot wait to expand this movement I have such big ideas that I'm so excited to share with the people who want to be in this with me and with you at some point as we're ready to roll this out. I have so many ideas that I am so excited to share with so many of you. I am so excited for this just to take root because we deserve better. And so a few purpose power tools. Number one, get honest about your story. One of the reasons why women are still twice as depressed as men is that we are ashamed of it. Men are ashamed of it too, but women are not getting help because they think it's quote unquote normal. And so be honest with yourself, but not honest from the pity perspective, honest from the empowered perspective that you say, this is something that I have struggled with. This is something I'm still struggling with. This is something I'm trying to only rely on medication for. And I'm ready to do something different about it. I'm ready to change my story. I'm ready to stand in my power. I'm ready to stand in my strengths. Write a new story. Number two, be honest with yourself and look at what are the parts of your life that are leading to this for you. Be honest and make a commitment that one way or another, you will figure out how to make a change. You don't have to know what that change is yet, but you start with a commitment. And purpose power tool three, hashtag we deserve better. 
Email me. Say that you're in. Share this with friends. Let's begin a movement. I am a million percent serious. You can probably tell from how passionate I am about this. And so email me again. It's in the show notes or Karen at KarenRockheim.com. We are changing the trajectory of women's lives forever, and I can't wait to do it with you. For more from me, for more podcasts, more videos, more newsletters, my blog, please go to PurposeGirl.com. I would love to have you on a retreat with me. I would love to coach you. I would love to help you actually stand in your power, live your purpose, and go fulfill your dreams. If you work for a company that has a women's network or you work for a company that has a sales force, whether they're men or women, doesn't matter. I come in, I teach optimism, I teach success mindset, I teach how to get over failure and rejection, how to work together communication, how to know your purpose at work, how to thrive, how to rock it out there. Bring me in. Let's do this as a movement. Let's do it together. Go to PurposeGirl.com. And as always, I hope that you have a beautiful day. I hope you love yourself, you live purposefully, and you love life. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.